What's up, everyone? This is the King Rock Podcast. We're back again with another episode. Today, we have Jason Lamb, author of the No Means No book, From Obscurity to Oblivion. Dude, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Nice to meet you. I'm, yeah, nice to meet you, too, man. I, I, It's so cool doing, like I w- we were talking before this, that you know, I, I've never listened to No Means No before this, and I had no idea about them, and it was so fucking cool to like discover a new band, but the, like a band that's been around, like because like now there's like bands. I haven't really been stoked on too many bands, new bands like Codefendants. I think are yeah. pretty fucking cool, but uh, oh yeah, I know yeah. them. They're awesome. Yeah, oh, it's Mike yeah. Fat Mike's thing with the uh, uh, the DOC or whatever. Yeah, Is that right. Yeah, that- Chesky yeah, yeah. and. Um, yeah. And uh, Sam King from Get Dead, dude, they're fucking. That's right. They're tremendous, dude. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So right. it was cool to hear. No means no. I've heard, I've seen them. I've seen their logo. Chris Sherry, um, artist of Descendants, has, has did, you know he's done artwork for them. So I, I I wanted to buy the shirt a long time ago too, but I was like, I'm not gonna be that poser that buys a <laughs> no means no shirt, you know. But but yeah, no, it was so fucking cool. Like. Uh, mind blowing, like mind blowing to like find out who this band was. So it, you wrote a whole well, book. <laughs> I did, I did, and and uh, you know before we did start, I, I was saying, and this is very true. I'm actually jealous of you because, um, you know it it would be cool to listen to No Means No again for the first time, and Dude. I can't ever have that experience again. Yeah. And so you were telling me that you went on Spotify. Yeah, there's very little of their stuff on Spotify true. right now. Um, and so what you listened to is probably called the people's choice. Yes. Um, the cover says, give it up granddads. Yep. Uh, how fucking old or no means no, give it up granddads. Uh, that's basically sort of their greatest hits CD okay. they put out back in the two thousands. Yeah. Not that they really had any hits of course, but whatever it was their collection of what they thought kind of represented their career fairly well. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a good entry point. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, so good. <laughs> But there's so much more, dude. There's yeah. so much more to do. Um, I will tell you that I heard that Alternative Tentacles is going to be putting pretty much everything out on Spotify pretty soon. That's because so cool. they're 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 reissuing the albums on vinyl again now. Okay. Um, but surely they put out uh, a single, and now the the album Wrong is coming out any day now. And then they're gonna, they're going to keep going. It takes some time, but yeah. I, I heard that Jello is going to put the whole catalog out on Spotify sooner than later. So uh, you'll be able to grab it all there. But That's yeah, dude. So cool. uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're discovering them for the first time. And, and yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, you're a little late to the party because yeah. they're, they, they're <laughs> here fucking eight years ago now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was going to even ask you, like, because I was going to go on a deeper dive, you know, like try to find some more songs. But I was like, you know what? Dude, like Jason Lamb, this dude's got to know like I, what album I should start with, like where I like yeah. where I should begin, where I should go next, all that. Like, and I was like, this is gonna be fucking cool, man. <laughs> like, it's hard to answer that question though, I really, bet, because I bet. It, all depends, it, it depends a lot on the person, and you know, I don't really know your history or your or yeah, what yeah. kind of you know your kind of music that you normally listen to. Because no means no. I mean, they, they, they were always no means no, but yeah. they had they played with different styles over the years and stuff. I would say the best thing to do, and I, I think I'm just just a little bit I know of you. The best thing is probably just to start with wrong. Okay. Start with the album wrong in '89, 
and listen to the whole thing beginning to end. It's fucking amazing. And then that's a really good starting point. That's a, that's their really straight ahead. Good. Um, I guess hardcore punk album, although yeah. it's, it's got all kinds of other elements in it. And then from there, I would go backwards a little bit and like listen to sex mad okay, or small parts isolated and destroyed. And then if you like that stuff, you can just bounce around from there. And like, yeah. you know, they, <laughs> they put out, I think 11 full length albums, uh, and then a couple of EPs and, and stuff like that as well. So there's lots of shit. And then, and then, and then, uh, their whole live show was a whole other thing too. And so, um, go on YouTube and, and search some of their live stuff. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing too. Yeah. That, that, that would be my, my, my advice. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, Cause like I was listening and I was like the first two or three songs I heard, I was like, holy shit, dude. Like I would never like this, this band is amazing, but I would never want to be in a band playing with them. Like I would never want to open for yeah. them or them open for me. Like there's how, yeah. How do you go about that? Like, I, I couldn't even imagine like getting yeah. you get blown off the stage. Well, there's a quote in the book uh, from uh, uh, I didn't talk to this guy directly, but it was a quote from his uh, his record label partner, um, uh, Greg Workman. But uh, Mike Patton from Faith No More, you okay. know, uh, Mike yeah. Patton, yeah. Of course. Mr. Bungle and Faith No More. Yeah. He's a massive No Means No fan. A huge No Means No fan. I couldn't get him for the book because Mike Patton doesn't really do interviews for books and stuff, whatever. Yeah. But uh, his partner at Ipecac Records said that like when they first met, um, the first thing that Mike Patton said to him is like, can you get me into this No Means No show? Because there's No Means No's coming to town. And he had said to him, No Means No is the one band I would never, ever want to have to follow on stage. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that was a that was a pretty common thing because yeah they were they were pretty powerful force man and they would not leave much on stage for anybody else. Yeah, and then what I've sure. heard so far is so it's so different than anything. I I was like, how would I even describe them? Like, who would I compare them to? And they don't really have like a comparison in the punk rock scene so much. But like, oh, I was like yeah. Minutemen, Minutemen, like with. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. the, like there's a bit of that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there there is. You know, they're pretty unique, man. Like, there there's yeah. not a lot of other bands that sound like them before or after them. They influenced a lot of bands. Yeah, and they were also influenced by a lot of bands. The Minutemen and them were, were kind of contemporaries. Okay. Um, they were sort of doing it at the same time, and they were mutual fans of each other. Mike Watts, another massive No Means No fan too. That's cool. And they are they are fans of him and and the Minutemen. Um, you know, stuff like, uh, Rob's bass tone, yeah. you know, you can trace that back to like bands like the Stranglers and stuff like that. But, um, no, they were their own thing. They really were their own thing. And John, the drummer plays traditional grip, you know, mm. where his left hand is on his side, oh, which wow. is so like a jazz grip. Yeah. And then, but, but plays like really powerful, huge, hard hitting punk rock. Yeah drum riffs or whatever you call them um yeah and that's like they, they just yeah they were very different man yeah in all aspects lyrics too and everything else yeah yeah that seems i mean i was i was seriously like holy shit um I, they're so like it's like like an epic sound like it's it's like um it's not just songs you know it's like it's like a it's almost like each song was like almost like an experience in itself you know like just I like that. The, yeah. Yeah. The intros alone were like, I was like, holy shit. Like, we're gearing up 
we're gearing up for something yeah. <laughs> you know like it's like a roller coaster like almost like it's like the start is like the whole you know and then <laughs> damn <laughs> it's it's really fucking cool that's a really good way of putting it yeah and the other thing that's that uh separated them from a lot of the punk bands that they were in the you know that they were in their world that uh is they have they have lots of little short songs but they have a lot of songs that are like five or six minutes long or like eight minutes long yeah which sometimes are a long haul to get into you have to really be kind of into them in the right headspace to listen to some of those really big epic songs they do but that was really a kind of unusual too like most yeah. punk obviously is like two minutes or, yeah. or less that's but, yeah. yeah that's what i was thinking too on a couple of the songs i was like man you really have to be in the mood or like in I mean, I mean, a couple of the songs were, were, you know, I could throw on any time. The one that once I cannot think of the name of it, but it's it was the first song on there. And it was like I was like, this is like my new favorite song. I'm going to be listening to this for like weeks and weeks. I'm going to have it stuck in my head. Nice. And, um, yeah. But I was like, yeah, every song on there is just like, man, this is like you got to be in the in the right space for this. Like you can't just be like. Oh, I'm going to the store. Let me throw on no music. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, they're not a casual listen. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh man, you're gonna you're gonna be a fan. You're gonna be a full on oh, fan. Just yeah. dive in, dude. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's and anything what, what, like those first couple songs, I'm 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 sold already for sure. Um, and while you're waiting for stuff to get released on Spotify, um, and if you don't, you know, don't want to go spend a million dollars on records and stuff then just go on youtube all the full albums are all on youtube and okay. you can check it out yeah, yeah i never listen to music on youtube but i'll yeah i mean i'll probably it's, i'll i'll buy it's not a, ideal i'll i know for sure i'll buy the first cut or like that first couple albums you told me and then and yeah. then go from there dude so i i tried not cool. to buy too much vinyl because i know i have like a very like collector's mentality and so like there's it, even yeah. certain things my wife won't let me buy like you know those little funko fucking figures not allowed to buy yeah, those because yeah. like I, I don't know if you can see but like i have all the descendants guys up there and then like the rancid oh, sweet. figures so yeah. like yeah dude oh yeah 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 oh you got the run dmc guys yeah too. the run that's dmc cool. that's how i got the name king rock too like uh like the, the king of rock song i just took out the of and yeah i was like that sounds cool man <laughs> oh you and i have a lot in common man i love hip i love hip-hop too a lot and oh, uh hell yeah and I'm also a collector guy, and uh, I'm actually separated now. I've been separated for about a year and a half. Yeah. Um, somewhat related to that uh, collecting thing, but uh, yeah, I was also not allowed to have certain things. Yeah. Now I can, which is nice. Um, but I loved all that shit. I, those little figurines and and you know, it's they're not dolls. They're action figures. They're collectible. <laughs> Come on, uh, dude. Honestly, I swear to God, like I got this. Uh... This notorious doll. I don't know if you can see it. It's like this notorious collector's uh, like thing. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, notorious. with detachable heads. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> when I did the whole studio over again, it was it used to be red and black, but um, like I got that big Biggie poster in the back or like the yeah. print. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, that Biggie thing will go perfect. And, uh, you know, I'm going to ask for it for, you know, the holidays for a present. Yeah. My mother-in-law was like, I will not buy you that. <laughs> I'm not buying you a doll. And I was like, it's an action figure. <laughs> and I was like, it's more That's of a, like, like a, just a piece of art for me, you know, like. Absolutely. Yeah. I get it, man. 
You're yeah, you're man. in a safe space here. Yeah. <laughs> Understand. Um, I'm in my car. I wish I was at my apartment. I could show you some. I've got a couple of. I've got uh, Public Enemy Chuck D and uh, oh. Flavor Flav little, little figurines that are really cool. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm also a massive Beastie Boys fan, so I've got all kinds of Beastie Boys shit too. They're the best, yeah. man. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's uh, I it, I I can't believe I got a lot. I got away with getting that. I mean, I guess it's because it's like Descendants and music related. But yeah, my wife was like, "Dude, please don't." Just don't even buy one of the Funko Pops because as soon as you get one, I oh, it, have, for have sure yeah. I I see yeah. them and I'm like, oh, there's a Pee Wee Herman, oh, there's a Mr. T, I need all of those, <laughs> <laughs> and they make everybody, so it's like, you, oh, uh, they know, they know, they got you. That's oh, the thing, they, for sure. Yeah, you're right. You're you're their target market. Yeah. <laughs> So how did you get started in writing this book? Were you, um, are, have you been a writer? Like, have you written any other books or anything like that? No, I've never written another book in my life. It was the first one, maybe the only one we'll see. Um, no, just a big fan of the band uh, since I was a teenager. Uh, they're, I mean, I'm from their hometown, so yeah. there was that connection. Um, and I've been in radio for a long time. So, um, I did this thing called the punk show, um, it still exists it's on a little bit of a break because I'm just busy with book stuff. But yeah. uh, that and with radio, I, I had a lot of experience doing interviews with people and, and I got um, fairly entrenched in the punk scene. You know, I got to go to punk rock bowling a few times and Rebellion Hell Fest yeah. in England and with the media pass, you know, and I made a lot of connections in that yeah. world and I got pretty good at interviewing. And so I just uh, it, the way it came about was... Um, yeah, I'm not a writer. I mean, I think I'm a, I'm a th I consider myself an okay writer, but mm -hmm. I never had published anything and never really even tried to write anything of any s significance. But yeah, um, I can write a good email. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just kind of came up with the idea, like, okay, you know, it was one of those things, like, hey, you know, um, I was getting close to being in my fifties, which I'm in now. Um, but I was like, you know, bucket list stuff. It'll be cool to write a book one day, you know, yeah. and just have that. At, in my life to do uh what would i write about and 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 so i didn't you know it's not like i have any ideas for novels and stuff so i'm like well no means no like they're my favorite band and no one's really written the proper book about them there was a little book that came out about 10 years ago that was you know there's no pictures in it or anything it's a little little book the guy yeah. that wrote it's really good guy but it wasn't comprehensive or whatever so uh i just went from there and with my little connections um uh, I know a guy here in Victoria named uh, Scott who was old friends with those guys from like the late seventies. Mm -hmm. He's known them ever. Uh, I told him about the idea. He called up a couple of guys and said, you know, hey, if you ever wanted to like be open to something like this happening, then Jason could probably could probably be the guy to do it. Uh, my friend Melanie, who you know, because she booked you with this for yeah, me. Yeah. Melanie and I became friends like I don't know, twelve years ago when I started doing the punk show. She's such a great person. She was no means no's publicist back in the day, so she had a connection. And anyway, blah blah blah. Um, I don't, and I also had or, already interviewed a couple of the guys just on the phone and stuff, yeah, through the radio. That's how it all kind of came about. And you know, since you're new to them, you don't really know what they were all about, but like, you know, they purposely and intentionally said no to almost every opportunity that came their oh, way because wow. they just wanted to. Uh, play the music industry game. They didn't want to, you know, 
they wanted to do things their own way. They weren't that interested in accolades and nostalgia and all that kind of bullshit. Mm -hmm. So I didn't expect, I actually expected the answer was going to be no. I really did. I didn't think they were going to go for it. Um, but somehow I think my timing was just really good because it was enough time had gone past since they retired. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of, they were kind of like, oh, okay. And so John, uh, right, the drummer was the first one who kind of got my, I sent out a proposal to him and he got a hold of me and said, yeah, man, I talked to my brother and we're cool with it. If you want, if you want to do this, you know, you can talk to us and we'll, we'll go from there. And that was like, that was right before the pandemic started in wow. 2020. Like it was, like within a week of, of the shutdown, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was such a weird timing, but, uh, yeah. And then it just, it went fucking gangbusters from there. I just, just started talking to everybody, the band, obviously themselves and then everybody around them. And just, it just kept snowballing and I was doing, you know, next thing I knew it was I'd done 50 interviews, then a hundred, then 200 interviews then three. I ended up with 500 at the end of the day. Wow. Uh, and then I, I know. And then meanwhile, all of these fans, because I was putting out the word on all the fan pages and, you know, the Facebook groups and stuff. And yeah. meanwhile, all these people are sending me all of their photos and posters and, and flyers, like either in the mail or like digitally. And so I was just collecting and collecting all this stuff, all this content and knowledge. And uh, it was fucking insane. And yeah. uh, that was about it. And then I, um, I don't know if I'm talking too much here, but no, I, no, I no. Hooked you, okay. No, this is what it's all about, man. Okay, good. I've had, yeah, I've had to like it. really take a um. I see. This is the thing with the with doing a podcast is yeah. I don't like I at first when I was first doing it, I would jump in a lot, but I've noticed right. like I'm now I'm trying to learn like really to let just let people talk. Like we have plenty of time to talk, man. You know, like I don't that's need to jump awesome. in. Yeah. And, yeah. So, but then that's the, yeah. that's the dilemma is. If I stop talking, do, do, like, you know, like it, it's got to be a good balance, man. So like, even when you say like, oh, am I talking too much? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, see, I, I probably should have did like a uh-huh or you know, oh, no, 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 something in there, man. Hey, and like, like I say, I come from the same exact world as you. Yeah. Do, so I, I do understand it. Um, but to, to wrap up this part of the thought is like, um, it was just it just it just built on itself and built on itself over the over the months and then years yeah. and uh it i went from being a fan of this band with this idea to now like uh you know four years later is out and i'm friends with my favorite band which is insane that's fucking um cool. this guy paul prescott who his name is on the front cover he he was the guy that i hooked up with i never met him I'm still i still actually have never met him in person he yeah he lives in Belize. He's from he's from Maine. Oh wow! Um, and he's retired and lives in Belize. And he, he does he has a lot of editing experience. And I just kind of got chatting with him early on, and and eventually I was, there was so much work coming, like there was so much happening that I said, hey, maybe you can help me kind of get my head around a couple of things here. Yeah. And then we just became buddies over, over you know over the next couple of years, and we spent all this time, hundreds of hours. Uh, he, he helped me kind of chop everything up and figure out how to put it all together chronologically, if that makes sense. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and here we are. So, I, I mean, I, it's still a bit mind-blowing to me that the book is actually out and, I, you know, you can hold it in your hand now. It's yeah. fucking crazy. That's got to be yeah. fucking cool. Like, yeah, because every time you do a project, man, I've done so many different projects to where it comes to music or publishing or writing or whatever. And it's like, man, just the waiting the wait for like oh my god i can't wait 
until this is out and it's uh, a thing. It's like a living yeah. thing. Like it's there's nothing that beats that, and that's I think that's what we're all chasing. Like in this kind of industry, and it's just sure, yeah, it's awesome. But um, yeah, yeah that's totally that's got to be fucking cool, man. <laughs> It is. It's a great feeling. And this is the really fun part, right? Doing stuff like this, interviewing yeah, yeah. Uh, guys like you. And, and then like there's going to be some uh, some traveling going on this year and stuff. And we've already did. Um, we did this really cool thing last week, actually. Um, we did an event here in Victoria. And then the next night we did another one in Vancouver. Yeah. And we kind of we hooked up with Steve Turner, the guitar player for Mud Honey. Oh, wow. Because he just he just put out a book. His like it's his memoirs. Yeah. And it's a really strange story because he got some help with that from a guy named Adam who lives here in Victoria. Mm-hmm. My son, my 15-year-old son, is in school band yeah. with Adam's son. And so through my son's music teacher, he was like, oh, you know, that kid Samuel, his dad Adam wrote a book about Mud Honey. I'm like, what? <laughs> and so I, I'm like, really? And so I got a hold of this Adam guy. He's like, oh, yeah, me and, you know, I wrote Steve Turner. Or Steve Turner wrote this book, and I helped him with yeah. the editing of it. This, and he, this book just came out a few months ago. He's like, actually, Steve really wants to come up to Victoria, and Vancouver to do like a book signing. I'm like, well, fuck, we should. So we we actually partnered up with him. <laughs> John Wright from Ohio came down from where he lives up north in BC. Uh-huh. Steve Turner came from from Portland, and we did this uh, book signing event. The two of us, or three of us, I should say, four of it, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And whole, whole like Q and A thing. And then uh, a book signing. So, uh, and then the next day we all drove in my car to Vancouver and did it again at a record store there. And do you know who Nardwar the Human Serviette is? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Love okay. him. Yeah. Man. All right. <laughs> yeah. So he was there and uh, he had gotten a hold of me earlier and he did the whole Nardwar thing with these two guys, with Steve no from Mud Honey and John. No, no. He interviewed them at the same time, like jointly. And he did the whole thing, pulling out all the weird oh posters and you know, records, uh, blowing these guys' minds. That's going to be out like soon. That'll be out like this week, I think. He's still editing oh, dude, it. Oh, that's so fucking it's, cool. It was so surreal, man. Yeah. And then we did all that, had a great event, um, did the hardware thing. And then the next day, I spent the whole day record shopping with fucking Steve from Mud Honey <laughs> in Vancouver. And I'm like, is this even real? Like, is this yeah. fucking even happening? <laughs> Nicest guy in the world, by the way. And, and just... A really, really cool experience. I'm like, if this is already happening like this, I can't imagine what the rest of this year is going to be like. You know, it's, yeah. it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm I've not had... trying to drop. Names, no, 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 no. I pretty... dude, trust me, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I get it, dude. It's um, like I've been in this business so long. I've been a photographer. I've been a band manager. I've pr- promoted shows. All this kind of stuff. And it's yeah, like yeah. all the people you run into, and you know, I just I hit uh tomorrow's a Pennywise show um in Ontario, like a city yep. over and so like i just texted or uh, emailed jim the lead singer and was like hey yep. dude can you get me a photo pass and he was like of course man you know like see you tomorrow like that's awesome and it's like shit like yeah. that dude or like just you know like I, I was invited to fletcher's birthday party when he he fucking ordered the the descendants to play you know like he had the descendants play his birthday party at his bar and it was like fucking like it's like moments like that shit and it's like you never really like how you said uh like it was cool like you never really run into like assholes man like none of these dudes are real like no they're I, not they're I, all good yeah i could probably name like i've a never two met a couple jerks dude out of like all the hundreds of people 
you're always going to get a couple of jerks out anywhere you go. For sure. But I'll tell you, like, and I'm sure you've experienced this too. I've never met cooler people than I have in the punk rock world. Like, no. they're just yeah. Um, even the people that have made it big, you know, and yeah. and and they're just you. Ninety nine percent of them are just down to earth, nice guys and gals, you know, and and just it's a cool scene. Yeah. Everybody kind of has a similar attitude and a similar set of ethics and all that kind of shit and he kind of it's, it's wild have you ever it been to punk wild. rock bowling yeah oh yeah i've gone several times yeah 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 so you know how much fun that is like i just that's an example to me of like i mean it's almost like a hippie festival the, how much love there is in there it <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. Even, you know what i mean it doesn't feel yeah. scary or mean everyone's just yeah. fucking loving it it's it's really really cool yeah yeah i'm going there again this year for sure that's and we're doing a whole book cool. thing there. Is no means no playing punk rock bowling this year? Well, no means no doesn't exist anymore, so they won't be. Okay. No, so uh, interesting that you asked that. No, no means no retires. They're done, okay. and the main reason they're done is that Rob, who is the older brother and the main, the front man, bass player, yeah, and singer, uh, he's he's done. He's retired. He's okay. happy. He's yeah. He's doing fine, but he's like living in suburban splendor with his wife and kids. Okay. He's gonna be seventy years old next month. Wow. So like he's yeah, dude, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean he's he's a lot older than the other than his younger brother. But his younger brother John, who's sixty two, has got a new band called Dead Bob, which is a reference to this guy okay. right here on my shirt. Yeah. Uh which is a no means no character, I guess you would call him. Yeah. And uh so Dead Bob is a band that he formed about a year and a half ago. He put out a really good album, and it's uh, made up of kind of a, a who's who of like Western Canadian guys that you probably wouldn't know necessarily. Ford Pier, Colin McRae from a band called Pigment Vehicle, and anyway, like yeah. some all very good musicians. Christy, Christy Lee Audet as as uh, she she plays guitar and sings, and there's a guy named Byron Slack. Um, anyway, that so he's got like a five uh -huh. person band that play the original music as Dead Bob that John wrote. All it's very good. But they also do play No Means No songs on the, in their live show. Yeah. And they've only done like about a dozen shows so far, mostly in BC. I think maybe only in BC. Um, but starting next month, they're actually going to do a little bit of a further into Canada tour, like right across the prairies. Okay. They're coming down way um, in May. And yeah. I... Don't know if they're playing punk rock bowling, but I heard that they might be. I can't say. Gotcha. Sure. <laughs> wink. That would be, yeah, wink. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of a wink. I well, don't anytime know. I hear a band is coming close to, you know, or over here in May, then it's. Yeah. It's usually. I mean, we all kind of know, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they're just waiting to cross some T's and dot some I's or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, so That's my plan cool. is to be down there as well. PM Press, my publisher, has a every year at, at, PM, at uh, Punk Rock Bowling, they have a booth there, the okay. big merch you know, circle. Um, so they'll be there anyway. I'll, I'll be able to be there and, and sign some books and stuff. Um, and then Melanie, who runs, of course, the Punk Rock Museum, yeah. uh, she's she's on board too with my publisher helping to promote my book, as you know. Yeah. Um, uh, this all kind of is all tentative, but but it's uh, it's looking like there'll be something at the museum at some point as well. Oh, wow, that's cool. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sort of arrange it so that what that I'm down there at the same time that Dead Bob is touring, so that yeah, because uh, I know Pia wants me to maybe do some like you know sort of L.A. up to 
Seattle kind of thing, like in the main the main cities up on the way. And then if Hell they're yeah. playing at the same time, John and I can do like a d- dual signing events and whatever. It all kind of is yeah. getting figured out right now, but it'll be fucking awesome. Dude, that yeah. sounds really cool, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Punk rock bowling is just like, even if I know a lot of people complain every year, it's every year, dude, every year, like the I know. the message boards. Oh, man, there's no good bands. Like, really, dude, like Devo's playing this year. Like, no good bands. Like, you've got to be you, you're you're fucking crazy. Just go to see Devo, like whatever. <laughs> I know. Or just go for the just go for the experience, too. And maybe, oh, God forbid, discover some bands that you don't know about that yeah. might be your new favorite. band. Like, yeah, I know nobody's ever satisfied with anything that's just yeah. the way it is in this world. i mean there's been yeah. years where i'm like oh you know what i've seen all these bands like a hundred times this year I, who cares dude like it's like they're fucking great bands like uh, of course i'm gonna go and then you just go and you just it's like family there like you just go and you have yeah. all your friends that you've seen every year and it's like it's just it's always cool dude sean stern puts on a fucking like i know he kind of acts like he doesn't really have much to do with it other than you know it's his event or whatever like he doesn't have a hand in the bands or whatever but dude he puts they they put on a fucking great event every fucking year like it's, it's always a good. huge party yeah super fun uh and it's vegas it's old vegas so yeah. even like just the whole ambience is just so much it's so ridiculous and yeah. awesome and people all you know there's just some really crazy people the pool parties holy shit they're, yeah, they're, it's they're awesome. insane dude like i have to i'm like i'm not even gonna bother with the the pool party like they just they're just it's crazy to get into it's hard like hard to find tickets sometimes if you didn't get the pre-sale yeah, like, all that, that but but i mean it's worth it man if you get all that stuff if you get all the pre-sale and i highly recommend everyone go to like the pool parties and all that stuff but it's like it's so cool to see i mean depending on where they have it too is like you're sitting like surrounded by like old Vegas, dude, like in, in the venue. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's fucking, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of fun, man. Well, when I went, I went three years in a row, I went, uh, like 2017, 18, 19 and, 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 and I got media passes. Yeah. I got a media pass through the, the radio show. So I, you know, I got to like hang out sometimes backstage and yeah. stuff and get all the interview people. Um, and stayed at the Golden Nugget where all the bands stay. It's you the know, only it's place just, to stay, man. It's the only place to stay. The only one place to stay. You got to go yeah. through the, the the water slide with the shark tank. And like, you know, yeah. one year, Black Dahlia of the Dwarves was staying in the room next to mine. And, you know, like, it's just <laughs> like, what is going on? I met Dave Vanian in a fucking elevator. And, and um, it's just, yeah, if you like punk rock, you got it. It's like a, it's like Mecca or something. You got really to go there at least once. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, you and you walk around like you're gonna run into somebody. Like, oh, absolutely. I run yeah. into everyone. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I probably was there the same years. I don't. I'm really bad with years, so you'd have to tell yeah. me like who headlined or something sure. or like. But yeah, I think I was there the same years with uh, like press passes. So it's like we probably rubbing elbows, man. <laughs> First year I went, the first year I went, Iggy Pop was the big headliner. Uh, yeah, I was there for and, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the second year was the No Effects uh, when they said all that there. nasty stuff. They I, got in super trouble. Dude, yeah. I was there for that. Not only that, but like I yeah. just talked to Fat Mike right before he went on. I, actually, um, Smelly is the one who got me into the event. So, like, really? Yeah. yeah I was like, fuck, this is brutal. <laughs> It was weird. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. And then, uh, yeah. and then I went the year like 
three years in a row. The third year was uh, like Rancid and the Descendants and the Hives and okay, yeah, and those those are the three years. And so I haven't been since uh, yeah. that was twenty nineteen. So I've been since COVID started. I know they did a couple since then, but uh, I can't wait to go again. That'd be great. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I missed that the Rancid year. I I don't know what I. I think yeah. I I think I was like really kind of bummed out still from the no effects <laughs> fallout yeah. the year before like that was, yeah, a, it was that was that harsh was man because <laughs> when it happened yeah, it like was. nobody really like there was groans you know there was I know I noticed that too yeah yeah I was gonna say I wasn't sure if that would feel, like I didn't want to get into into it too much but I was uh I was in the VIP section like yeah. up on the little thing and uh, he said that. And, you know, plus everyone was half, half inebriated anyway, but like there was a bit of a groan and I went, Oh, that, that was not a very good joke. Yeah. And that's all I kind of thought about. And then, and then it wasn't until later that it all blew up and became this huge thing. Uh, but that's just fat Mike trying to be funny and not. That's exactly what, not only was he just trying to be funny, but it was Melvin who said it and he was just trying to say what Melvin was saying. Like he was trying to like, that's true. Melvin yeah. just said like a bunch of jumbled shit. Like, Oh, country wasn't like, at least yeah. that's not what it was. And then fat Mike just was like, Oh, let me say what Melvin's trying to say. And then he said it. Yeah. And then people were just like, well, whatever dumb joke. Like, and then yeah. like the, the next song was the, the, the ver- the seventy two virgins song <laughs> like like right yeah, yeah, that's right just too mocking Muslims like like I don't yeah. know man so where they have like I mean, jokes about like, Nazis and all that it's yeah. I don't know things get blown out of proportion it was definitely a tasteless joke but yeah but uh, that's kind of how that's it's no effects man it's Fat Mike what do you expect and and it I don't think it needed to be as big of a deal as it was but no. and, you know, what are you gonna Anyway. Yeah, I mean I get it. I go to Vegas a lot for shows also. And like mm-hmm. I even when that happened, the shooting happened, uh like I had a lot of people call me and you know, are oh, were you out there for that? And I was like, Well, I mean it's country music, so no, but like I, I even have I got the tattoo of the you know, the 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 um Nevada thing with the, the heart on the, the Vegas thing and like I mean I I have more friends in Las Vegas than I do where I live, actually. So it's like right yeah wow. so it, it kind of hit it kind of hit home for me with the the joke but because it, it's like i know like all the like a lot of the security guys were at that show too so it was like yeah, that's where it was really sensitive because yeah, yeah, yeah it was like the guys were actually security people at that you know at that tragedy helping people and witnessing it all they were the same people that were they're protecting us at punk yeah. bowling so that was uh okay fuck that doesn't sound nice yeah yeah good. yeah but i mean yeah. like 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 we just said it was it was totally not meant to like dis like like diss anyone or it was just a silly no, no. crazy dumb joke that he didn't even think of he i think he was having a bad day too honestly yeah <laughs> I, sure sure i yeah. just talked to him right before he went on and like asked him if he could sign this photo book i did he didn't even look at me and he signed it and just like i was like all right man really yeah, <laughs> yeah he was he wasn't having a good day <laughs> but but yeah, man. Fair enough. Yeah, that's cool, man. Hopefully, I can make it out there, dude. And I could, we could link up, dude, and say what's up. Maybe grab I would a love that. beer yeah. or a slice of pizza or something, dude. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So like Evil um, time. did you have any like was there was it really like because you're saying like there's all this stuff that you're getting all this information and these like was it overwhelming like or was there like any part where you were just like I fucking can't do this or yes yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, 100%. There were a few a few points where I just was not thinking I was going to finish it, you know? Because um, I also went through a lot of weird personal life things during all this, too, that were uh, not related to yeah. the project, but, but in some ways they were. Um, you know, my marriage ended uh, during this, It was, which is a good thing. It's still... It's still a thing, you yeah. know, uh, but that was really tough. I had to move out and navigate all that. And, you know, I work full time, so I still had to, you know, juggle all that. Yeah. Um, and so there were times when it was so, there was so much to unpack or whatever. Like there, I was, I was gathering so much content that I thought I was never going to be able to make sense of it all, yeah, you know, yeah. and then, and also then try to find time for it all because, life was chaos but uh it didn't i i never really thought for sure i was like there's no you know i'm gonna pack this in and I, I just kind of always when i felt that way i was like okay well I'll take a few days off or take a week off and try not to think about it for uh, you know get your head together and then come back at it and i always did that and paul again the paul prescott helped big time for that with that because sometimes when i just wasn't into it he would take it on for a bit. He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I'll, I'll carve out. We were going to work on this chapter and carve this thing out. I'll work on that for a few days. You chill out. Um, and then we'll talk again. And that he was really good that way. Um, so, yeah, that was That's crazy. Definitely there was, there was moments, but it was never in danger of completely collapsing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Damn, dude. That, yeah, that sounds like just so much, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it really was. Did the band ever get like anxious too? Like, like when are you gonna get? Like, was there any like pushback no. or anything like that? No, not at all. They didn't care at all. That's awesome. Um, they were just, uh, you know, the thing is, they were, they went from being okay with it mm -hmm. happening to, you know, then when they, I think, you know, I won't point any of them in particular out. There's, there's four guys in total, right? You got the two brothers, John and Rob. And then they had a, their first guitar player was a guy named Andy Kerr, who now lives in Amsterdam. Oh, wow. And uh, Andy left in the early 90s, and then they replaced him with a guy named Tom Holliston, who also lives up here in BC. Anyway, so there's okay. four four guys, all, uh, all distinct personalities, all kind of quirky in their own really yeah. weird little ways, but also all super nice dudes. But, you know, once uh, there were some times when th they were like, uh, I could sense that they were a little concerned, like, you know, oh my God, they're actually this is actually happening. If somebody's writing a book about my life, like, you know, and that must be weird, right? So, yeah, uh, never they weren't complaining or there was never a problem, but it was, you know, but there was never to answer your question. They were never like, oh, when is this coming out? You know, times a ticking because yeah. they they weren't in, in it in that way. They're just like, oh, someone's writing a book about a school, <laughs> you know, either it'll happen or it won't. But as things got closer and closer to where we are now they all kind of got excited about it and yeah. you know all super super cool and like and helping to promote it and stuff rob not so much cuz rob's a very unique kind of guy he's retired and doing his thing yeah. but he's very supportive of it he's happy it happened um he's proud of it you know um yeah. so no they there was never any pressure from them cuz they it's not like they they didn't ask me to do the book it was me coming at them so yeah. They were just their lives going on. I guess this guy's writing a book, and oh, he wants to talk to me again on the phone. Sure, I'll talk to him on the phone again. Yeah. And so they weren't really aware of, of all the process that was going on until it got kind of closer and closer. If that makes sense. Yeah, dude, that's fucking. That is so fucking cool, man. Like, it just sounds. It sounds like uh, like they were very like just open. You know, like just 
really fucking cool about like i know some bands dude like i mean they want everything right now dude. <laughs> so it's yeah. like i don't well, know well <laughs> yeah the other the other thing is no yeah that, that wasn't the case at all yeah. but the one thing i did say at the very beginning and i kept true to it right through all the way through is um i said to all of them like you can i will send you the the drafts as we're getting going like as as i'm starting to write it i will send you the stuff yeah and if you if there's anything in there you don't like or you uh think is you know false or that you just aren't comfortable having talk yeah. to me and i'll take it out or we'll change it or we'll we'll figure it out um and i did that but most of them didn't bother even reading it because they're like they just trusted me so wow. i was like okay well, wow dude get there. that's yeah. crazy uh, that's crazy yeah it was i've it done was. music videos for people or like even like these little tiny videos where it's like like even down to the second they're like this needs to yeah. change or like that's so like hearing sure. about a full book where it's yeah. like very personal like yeah. a music video is like whatever dude like it's three minutes of <laughs> nothing really so it's like yeah. that's that's insane that they're so cool about it like that makes me like this band even more dude like like i'm, oh, I'm sure. getting even more like like interested in this band yeah, yeah. No, they're cool guys, man. Yeah. They're super laid back, chill Canadian dudes. So That's cool. uh, I was lucky that way. Yeah. Now, is there an audio book version of this or is it just on like paperback or? It's paperback, uh, hardcover, and then there's ebooks, okay. uh, like, you know, whatever, Kindles and stuff. But yeah. uh, no audio book yet because I'm not sure how that's going to go yeah. since it's an oral history, right? So there's yeah. it's not written like narrative, like it's not my writing all the way through. It's all these different people's quotes. Yeah. So, you know, do we get somebody to narrate it as those people? Yeah. I still have all of the audio interviews. So I, technically I could actually get the book Ooh. done as an audio book with those people. Yeah. But it would be like a massive undertaking of hundreds <laughs> yeah. of hours editing that I'm yeah. just not able to do right now. So the answer is no, there's not an audio book yet. And yeah. there may not be. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, there's translations too this is wild yeah there's a polish translation uh that's been done that you, that you can buy in poland yeah because was really big in poland somehow wow. uh they're working on a german translation of it right now and then yeah. there's i think maybe a, gonna be a french one as well basically the way the way my publisher works is they don't do translations so if somebody in another country wants to buy the rights to translate it they can do that and so yeah. um oh i think maybe even hungarian too wow man so fucking weird. I know. Yeah, that's fucking cool, dude. But that yeah. that audiobook, that idea sounds wild because I do, I do like a lot of audiobooks cuz I you know, I'll be like working out yeah. or something or I get really distracted reading. I'll I'll end up reading like five chapters of a book and then be like fuck, did I just even read the last like chapter or two? Yeah. yeah cuz yeah, my yeah. brain just goes crazy, but like that would be a wild audiobook to have the actual voices of the people like the people yeah like, that sounds like a crazy happen. undertaking man <laughs> a lot of work and it could happen yeah. um but we'll see yeah because yeah. you'd have to have all right the audio at like a certain quality level all of that dude like it would oh well as you know too yeah, yeah. so like some most of it was pretty good recordings but once in a while you get somebody who's like on a really crackly, shitty cell phone, they're yeah. cutting in and out. So I've got there's those, and then some of the people in the book weren't audio interviews. They were like email interviews, right? Yeah, yeah. 
because somebody would like, you know, I, I didn't get them on the phone, so I would email them and ask them a question. Email so I, that one can't be audio. So how do I do that? And I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds good. Maybe you can I get like a like um some guy that does like impressions. <laughs> like, you want you froze on me. <laughs> oh yeah, you're yeah you're frozen. Your the video's frozen. Oh there it goes. I don't know. Maybe it's cutting in and out, dude. Oh, I think we're good. Yeah, we're good. I think. I don't know. Yeah. There. Now, can you now? We're good. Now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it must have been a bird flyby or something, dude. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it keeps freezing. I have a button. Yeah. I have a button for that. I can hear you now, but you are. Your face is frozen. Oh, King Rock. Weird. Well, I think they would have figured this out by now. Yeah. I mean, it happens, dude. I mean, it's not a big deal. Like, I could always uh, cut. Yeah, there you go. You see me? Yep. My hands are better. Right, cool. <laughs> yeah, man. It, yep. it it happens with the Zoom yep. technology. That's kind of like I mean, it's cool to do like a face to face though. You know, like it's I've done a couple like a lot of phone interviews and it just doesn't go as mm -hmm. great. I guess it just doesn't seem as like I don't know. It, it's kind of cool. Like we did the Jay Bentley uh, mm. from Bad Religion interview on the phone and it was it was kind of weird, but it would have been cool to see him. You know, and just like like. I don't know. Adds a little bit more to it. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, man. Uh, and so, dude, I agree. You got Fred Armisen. Like Fred Armisen is the the forward to the book, right? That's that's fucking yeah. gnarly, dude. That's he. Yeah. That guy's probably like, I'd put him like top five <laughs> of my favorite comedians, actors, all that. Like that dude's, that guy's amazing, dude. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And he was in a band up he there, is, right? Um, huge, fan of, huge fan of, Yeah, he was in a band out of Chicago called Trenchmouth okay, uh, back in the 90s. Got it. And uh, they, oh, yeah, they're from Chicago originally. Um, and uh, they opened for No Means No at just for one show. They did it at Rice University in Houston, Texas. Oh, wow. Uh, he is a huge No Means No fan. And I knew that early on and you know fred armison's not a kind of guy you can just call up out of the blue so i was like how am i going to get fred armison yeah. and i just wanted i didn't even want him i just wanted to interview him and see what he taught you know see his what he thought about no means no and the way that went down is uh it's so fucking weird the way it all went down so <laughs> I it also, has to be I though also, it has to be weird yeah. if it's fred armison dude like you can't if it was yeah. normal i would be like no that's not i'm not <laughs> believing your story <laughs> so i had also heard that uh, Bob Mother's Bob Bob One from Devo yeah. was uh, was a No Means No fan, Fuck. so I knew a guy on Facebook named Michael Wilmer who is uh, like a Devo archivist dude. Yeah, and I got a hold of Mike, Michael and I said, "Is there you know could you get a message to Bob One that that I'm writing this book about No Means No, and if he's at all interested, he can email me and we could set up an interview." He's like, "Oh sure, I'll send him a note." Sure enough, I got an email from Bob one and he's like, Hey, uh, yeah, I heard you want to talk about no means no, let's do it. So I got him on the phone Wow. and I knew I was being a bit sneaky because I knew that he knew Fred Armisen because yeah. Fred Armisen had drummed for Devo and stuff. So I had a great interview with Bob one. He's in the book with some really great quotes, really super nice guy. Yeah. And at the end of the interview, I just said, you know, Hey Bob, like it's been really a pleasure to talk to you. I'm, you know, I'm really stoked. Um, thank you so much. It's so cool to learn about all these people that love No Means No, my favorite band, you know, and, yeah. and I'm, still, you know, I'm still hoping to get some people like, you know, Dave Grohl and 
Fred Armisen, and then Bob said, "Oh, I know Fred." And right, and I'm like, "Oh, do you?" Like I knew already he did. Right? <laughs> yeah. What? So, yeah. What? Yeah. Really? I was like, "Oh, do you, do you want me to get a hold of Fred for you?" I'm like, "That would be great." <laughs> Next thing I know, like a week later, I got an email from Fred Armisen, like, "Oh, oh I heard you want to talk." And so I got him on the phone, and about halfway through the conversation, I just said, "Hey, man, like." I hope this isn't, you know, overstepping, but would you consider writing the forward to the book? Yeah. And Fred was like, oh, no, man, no, don't, no. You need someone like Jello Biafra or something to, you know, why, why would, no, you don't want me. And I said, well, Jello's already in the book a lot because he owns the record label that No Means No was on. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I'm like, and plus, like, you know, forwards are usually written by somebody who's famous and also somebody who's maybe not that closely associated to the subject matter. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're, you're a comedian. That's what you're famous for, but you're also a punk rocker, which is cool. And then he's like, okay, let me think about it. And he eventually just said, yeah, I'll do it. And he wrote up the forward. It, it's so bizarre. That's so I fucking, still can't believe that. That's so cool, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And he's a super nice guy too. He really yeah. is. He seems yeah. like the sweetest dude. Like he seems like he, like, I don't know. I've watched Portlandia, uh, probably i don't know well, i have a samsung tv so it has like the samsung channels and it's got portlandia on it 24 hours a day I, i'll just oh, wow. yeah i just yeah. throw that thing on anytime dude. yeah my kid actually was obsessed with portlandia so i've seen the whole series yeah numerous times yeah it's so yeah. fucking it's so good man it's yeah, so yeah absolutely good. and it's so yeah. cool how he brings in like punk rock stuff and then like i mean uh, yeah. the um what's her name's in it from slater kenny and it's yeah, Carrie Brownstein. Carrie Brownstein and yeah. uh, here's you may not know this, but uh, another connection there is that he tried to get No Means No to be on Portlandia. Wow! And they said no because they always say no. And <laughs> and it was also right. It was also right near their the end of. They were almost done. It was like 2014 or yeah. whatever it was, getting close to the end of their career. So, uh, but they were. He wanted to get them on his show. That's how much he loved them. Dang, yeah. that would have been cool. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even know right. who they were, but then maybe I would have checked oh. them out then. But <laughs> maybe, yeah. I'm kind of glad I'm going this route, man. This seems like the perfect route to go down. Like, <laughs> well, I think it's it's cool. It's just cool that people are still discovering them. You know, whether yeah, it's yeah. Uh, young people or, or not that you're old, but older I'm people. Old. Like I'm you. getting there, man. I'm f like 44 <laughs> this year, dude. Fucking, oh, hate it. Don't dude. even talk to me. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> no. I'm 53, man. So you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, no, but um, no, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, where can everyone find your book, dude? Like, where where can we get this book? Because I'm I want to buy the a couple usual, copies. Please do. Uh, you know, you can get it from the big the big booksellers like Barnes and Noble down there, and uh, uh, I don't know, Indigo. That's a, that's that Canadian or is that American too? I don't I know. Don't but like, know. Yeah. And um, like I know that like. For example, it's at like Powell's Books in Portland and like okay. the big bookstores. Um, you can go the Amazon route if you want, you yeah. know. But what I what I try to encourage people to do is also you can also get it directly from my publisher, which is okay. pmpress.org. That's where their website is. But honestly, man, the best thing is just to like contact your favorite local bookstore that gets books in and mm -hmm. just get them to order it in. PM Press will will ship to anywhere in the world. So okay. if you have a bookstore in your town that that gets that has new books, they can order it in, no problem. That's the cheapest way to do it too. Yeah, and yeah, it's every you can get it any, pretty much anywhere. It's 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 out there. 
That's awesome. And, yeah. and then you'll be at Punk Rock Bowling, and you're, I'm, I'm, I'm totally assuming that you're going to have copies there. And Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. so PM Press will be there with, with their whole setup, selling all of their stuff, including my book. They'll have lots of copies of it for sale, uh, and I'll be there uh, over the weekend as well. Yeah, and then there is, like I said, there's going to be a bit of a book tour signing thingy uh, at some point, uh, probably in May or early June. Um, through California and stuff. There's a couple of record stores. Do you know Headline Records in LA? Does not sound familiar. No. no. Okay. Um, there's a couple of uh, you know Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, Doctor Strange is right yeah. up the street, man. I I know Bill yeah. and everything. So. Yeah. Cool. I don't. I haven't actually spoken to them yet, but okay. I through, uh, through another guy. I I was told that oh yeah, Doctor Strange yeah. would probably be more than happy to like have a little event there and then carry your book. I want my book to get out to like some record stores, not just bookstores, because yeah, that's where yeah. a lot of people and this kind of stuff so um yeah i mean if you're listening to this or watching this and you own like a store uh <laughs> you want me to come on just get a hold of me yeah absolutely hell yeah and where can everyone get a hold of you at? um well i mean i'm on uh, instagram at uh at wrath of lambo so w-r-a-t-h whatever is that l-a-m-b-o um <laughs> jason lamb's my name i'm on facebook and everything else uh you can email me at um, Jason at the zone.fm. That's the radio station I work at. It's all, it's all pretty, I'm easy to find. Hell yeah. Dude. And yeah. when, when is your, uh, radio uh, show coming back or is that just like tentative for uh, right well, now? It's kind of tentative right now. Like uh, my regular job is on morning radio. That's my like full time Monday to Friday job. Oh wow. That's um, awesome. That's, yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you ever want to, it's a modern rock station. It's a commercial station. It's not punk rock, but, um, and so that website is the zone. FM, but um, the punk show that I was doing for a long time, I want to bring it back this year. I just don't know when, like maybe in the summertime. Okay. There is a punk show at the zone, um, or sorry, it's punk show on the zone uh, Facebook page that is kind of inactive right now in this break. But uh, yeah, you can find me through there. Awesome. Through just about anywhere. Hell yeah, man. And I mean, is there any yeah. other, like, is there any stories that you have that you would want to, you want to spit out before we go? Or is there like, or anything you want to mention, or I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, I think I'm good. I, yeah. I, I got to go get my kid from Air Cadets <laughs> for a second. But okay. uh, um, no, I can't think of anything else. I mean, I really hope that uh, if you get the book, that you enjoy it. Um, send me a note if you, you know, with your thoughts about it. Um, I, I think, I, you know, I'm biased, but I think No Means No is one of the greatest punk bands that ever existed. And, yeah. and uh, if you don't know who they are, I, like highly encourage you to dive in like you did billy like yeah because it will probably blow your mind like holy shit where were these all my life it's kind of what a lot of people feel like when they yeah when they find them you know and um yeah yeah dude i've did it's it's it's, it's, i've done that with a couple bands they're owed they're not owed anything but it's time for them to get their dues yeah dude i mean i'm i'm oh shit (laughs) oops sorry i don't know if you could hear that Oops. Getting an amber I'm, alert. I'm getting a inter- your internet is unstable thing. Okay. I yeah, I got Uh-oh. a I had an amber alert. <laughs> There's a missing child or like a kidnapped child. I don't know if you have amber alerts where you're at, but if there's like a kidnapped we do. child. That's yeah, yeah. Crazy. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we have those up here too. Absolutely. Now I got to yeah. go outside and just like look around. <laughs> just like <laughs> Yeah. 
No, but um, yeah, dude. Um, there's been a couple bands where I've I slept on, dude. Like for whatever reason, uh, Swinging Utters was a big one that I uh, was kind of like, I don't really like their name. Uh, I have like never, yeah. never really heard anything from any friends. And then one day I was just like, I, I have a couple friends that really love them, so let me check them out. And then I was like, oh my god, I've missed out on yeah, this this long. Like I yeah. feel so dumb. So. I, I feel the same way <laughs> yeah. about no means no, but I'm not now I'm excited that I could jump in and they have such a big catalog. Like for sure. No, even, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, when you find a new band too, you always like there's like, they got one album out because they're new. But this is like this is cool shit. <laughs> so I'm really yeah. excited, man. Yeah, you've got you've got thirty five years of music to 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 check out basically of their stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, dude. Um, well, it was a pleasure. Yeah, it was awesome meeting you, man. And uh, hopefully, I'll see you at Punk Rock Bowling, and I'll go, I'll grab a copy then, dude. And you know, who knows? Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. We'll grab a beer. Let's keep in touch between now and then, too. I would I would yeah. love to to uh, and let me know when this is all going to be up and and all that as well. For sure, man. I'll make a couple clips and do some promos and all yeah. that cool stuff, dude. So. Right on. Awesome, man. Okay. Yeah. Have a good one, and dude. If you, need, if you need me to send you any yeah. press stuff, well, Melanie probably already did, but. Uh, you got all that probably. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, uh, man. What a pleasure. Really talking to you. Yeah, likewise, dude. I really appreciate it, man. Okay. Have a great night. All right, man. Have a good one, dude. All right. Okay. See ya. Yeah, see ya. Bye-bye. Right on, man. That was Jason Lamb, dude. Uh, what a cool guy, dude. Um, I never met the dude. I never, have, uh, like I said, I've never listened to No Means No. And now I'm I'm just like ready to go, dude. I'm excited. I get, I get to go listen to just all this new music dude it's uh new old music or whatever it's kind of it's kind of fucking cool dude like like i said in the interview i did that with uh swinging utters because i'm a dumbass and just ignored them for a long time and um wow i felt so dumb because i missed missed out on so many shows seeing them and swinging utters is now like one of my top favorite bands so and, and and I get that same kind of vibe from No Means No, dude. They are, they're just like honestly, dude. Like the first couple songs I heard, I was blown away, just like epic stuff. And I should have known, dude, because Chris Sherry likes them. And if Chris Sherry likes it, he's got really good taste in stuff, dude. Like uh, art, artwork, and movies, and all that stuff. I kind of dig the same kind of stuff he digs, usually for the most part. So, um, yeah, man. Go go check out the book. Go get the book from Obscurity to Oblivion. Um, Jason Lamb wrote it. It's no means no. Go check them out. And uh, thanks for listening again to another episode of the King Rock Podcast. Please like and share and uh, help me grow this thing, man. Let's have this. Let's have this podcast uh, become something, dude. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be, I mean, I think it'd be cool. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. If you don't like the King Rock podcast, go blank yourself. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to play a little clip of uh, the song that that I first heard and was just blown away from. Here's a little little snippet of it. So if you haven't heard of No Means No um, or haven't listened to them like, like me, like a dumbass, um, check out this first song and I think you'll be hooked right away. This is now, by no means no.
and the courage I pour into your jaw. All the things that I have heard you whisper in the dark. And when that jar was heavy with your honeyed confidence, I'd put it to my lips and drink its meaning and its sense. Its meaning and its sense. It has no end, so let's pretend it's now. Let's get started now. Let's get started.